0: This is a Niche Radio podcast. Podcast, podcast. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or log into www.nicheradio.co.za Welcome to the coolest podcast ever with Billy. Greetings world and welcome back to the coolest podcast ever. (laughs) I'm really happy. To be back again, last week was a difficult one for me, but this week, I got a good one for you guys. <laughs> um, in this week's episode, I'll be telling you guys how I became a youth leader at my church. I'll also be telling you guys about the research that I found out on Winnie madikizela Mandela, maybe most commonly known as Nelson Mandela's wife, but here in South Africa, she's actually a legend in her own right and i'm sure we'll all agree that she was loved by millions like when i did my research on her i actually realized how much people loved her you know i loved her too when i was young and i didn't know why i loved her it's always one of those things where you just love this person because everybody loves her and that's what prompted me to Doing my research on her I hope that you guys will be inspired by this episode I hope that you guys will be motivated by this episode Let's get straight into it Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about how I became a youth leader in my church I think the best thing to do is to start off from the beginning Or the jump, as I would say, in the streets Back in... When was it? This was before I even met Kyle This was twenty twenty two. 10. Yeah, that was like 2010. I got involved with Christ the King Mondial's youth. I was invited by a friend of mine one random Friday. And this is going to tie into a quote that I got from Mamuni Mandela. So on one random Friday, a friend of mine, I saw him. I just like literally caught him as he was going out the gate. I was like, yo, where are you going, dude? He's like, "Um, nah, I'm going to church. Come with me. And I was skeptical because, I mean, I was raised in a Pentecostal Christian home, my idea of what church was, I was like, uh I don't really want to go to church. And then my friend I was like, nah, it's youth, come along. And then I thought about it again. In my church that I was a part of, youth were people that were like, Oh bruh, like in that church when if you still I don't know, I think like if you're still like in your thirties and you don't have a child, you consider considered a youth and to some extent they are right but I mean at that that time I was probably like what uh, close to being uh, 15, 14, 15 years old so I didn't want to be in a room with a bunch of 30 year olds you know like it was very very awkward only because there wasn't people my age group at church you know so like there was this like big disconnect where I was like young kids maybe like between 10 to babies and people maybe like 21 to 30s there was no like teens maybe there was only like two or three of them and none of them were interested in coming to youth anyway so i thought about like uh youth was like nah dude i don't really want to do that no i knew that you know and then he convinced me i was like nah dude come you have to come it's like people our age you know you're gonna enjoy it and after like much persuasion i was like ah uh, okay i'll come with you it's church I'm not trying to be home on a Friday. The universe is actually really, really, really smart in how it does things, and fate as well. I went, and as soon as I got there, I was like, whoa, thank God I came here. Like, I'm in the right place. You know, I just felt like, yo, this is the right place for me to be And There were people my age. Some came through wearing school uniform because they just came back from school. They didn't even go home because that's how important this was to them. You know, like, yo, I was like, it was nice and there was a lot of us there was about like 20 of us that's a lot considering the fact that i was at a church where there was like only three and none of them were interested so there was like a lot i couldn't believe that young people my age actually gathered a church like that it was like mind-blowing for me and from that day on i was hooked i think i went i went like a solid two years without missing one friday yeah from 20 yeah from 2010 to 2012 i didn't miss not one friday Every Friday, I was at youth. And that's how me and Kyle became such close friends because of youth. So, as life would happen, you know, I moved out. I still lived in Mondio. Yeah, life would have it, I moved out. And then that's when I started missing youth. And then life would have it, I moved to Cape Town. And I stopped going to youth there. But then I was inspired enough to go join another youth in Cape Town. That was 2015 when I moved to Cape Town. And then I came back... When I came back to Jersey, I didn't live close to church, so I couldn't go as frequently as I wanted to go to youth, but I would still go to youth. And then I moved to I moved to the north, and I stopped coming to that youth. I started going to another youth. But like ever since that one Friday, I was always involved in youth in every church that I went to. And also, what changed about that Friday was it was my first time ever in the an Anglican church. Remember, I said I was raised in a Pentecostal Christian home. I'd never been in an Anglican Christian church before. So, being in an Anglican Christian church was like mind blowing. And I felt like that resonated with me more than where I was, you know, just because of how the dynamics are different. And I believe all of us as people, different things resonate with us. So, life happened, and then for some reason, um, you A church stopped happening, it wasn't a thing anymore But this happened for a long time By this time, I I was I was a member of church Now I I was going to church more frequently Every every Sunday because I live here in Ridgway And I was going to church more frequently And there was still no youth And then this one This one Sunday I remember Father Eric, I remember that sermon so Like precisely I could paint a picture of that day Father Eric was speaking about how we have to give back. And he was explaining that sometimes we don't give back with just money. We give back with our time. And we give back with our talents. And ever since that day, I felt this inspiration that I had to bring youth back. And especially because youth was the place where I met Kyle. And Kyle was such an important figure in my life. I felt like I was at that age where it was my turn to lead the youth. Because when I first got to youth that first Friday, um, Ashton was the, was the leader. And she was about the age I was at. At the time when i heard the message from father eric and I, I could feel that now it's time you know i've been to different youths at different churches i've had different youth leaders i've interacted with them i've asked questions and i'm at a point where i don't have all the answers to all the questions i'm gonna get asked but i could help direct them by them i'm talking about the the youth in the church because our church has a lot of young people like our churches are a lot of young people a ton of them but there was no youth and this really really hurt me only because i knew how beneficial youth was for me i always view youth as a privilege youth is it's a privilege it's something that's reserved for the elite i believe that i was depriving the youth of the experience that i was given to freely so it just happened, man. I summed up the strength. I put out the call on youth groups. I talked to people in the church. And I made it happen. And I became a youth leader. And I remember the first Friday I hosted it. I was really, really nervous because, I mean, it's the first Friday. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really excited because, yes, youth is back again. But I'm also nervous because who's coming through? Am I going to get any people Are any people interested in this? And then I think I had about close to 10 close to 10 people this is the beginning of 2020 this is just before we go into lockdown this is like when i think it's like january february wise and we had a few youth meetings and they were very very positive and i can tell you now i saw the transition the youth had from the first friday versus the sixth friday and i was so amazed and i thank god that i did what i did and i'm starting to realize that being a youth leader is beneficial not just to me but to the whole community i had parents thanking me for the fact that they didn't want their kids going out partying on a friday they would rather have their kids come out to church on a friday i had people in the church thanking me that they needed someone who could revive the youth again because the youth was literally dead. These are all things that I didn't foresee. These are all things that I didn't think of. For me, it was just a matter of I felt like I was doing a disservice to my church because youth was given to me for free and I had to give that same experience to the next kid. I didn't realize that I was going to be impacting a whole community. I told this story to offer inspiration and motivation to someone who's listening right now who especially now during lockdown where things aren't normal things aren't the way they were where you want to do something but you're scared or you feel this urge within you to do something but for some reason you don't know why you haven't done it i'm here to tell you to do it you know the universe god whatever you want to call it our parents the ancestors whatever you want to call it they use feelings they use emotions they use thoughts to speak to us and I just had this feeling that I had to start youth again and I couldn't ignore that feeling until I did something about it and if you're going through a similar patch go for it do it whatever it is starting a business becoming a youth leader maybe you're trying to record a new song a new album maybe you trying to write a new poem maybe you're trying to write a new series maybe you want to have your own podcast whatever it is do it do it just do it and trust me, the universe will make a way. Maybe you're worried about how people are gonna view you, maybe you worried about not having the funds, maybe you worried about just failing. It doesn't matter. Trust me, the universe will have your back, the universe will bring you the right people, the universe will just make everything fall into place. It just takes you taking that action, taking that first step. Steve Harvey calls it taking that leap, jumping. You have to jump, and you are gonna fly. And with that. I'm going to move on to the next segment. And I'm going to tell you guys about my research of Mom Winnie Mandela. For me, it was really, really enlightening. Remember I said in the beginning that it was going to tie into what I was going to say in this segment, fate. And the quote that I have for you guys this week from Mom Winnie Matigizela Mandela is, Fate determines your journey. I'll say that again. Fate determines your journey. I heard her say that on this documentary or interview I watched on YouTube. I'm I'm gonna have it in the resources like I always do. It's called "In Her Own Words." And when I heard that quote, something in me just like it was like fate is a is is a thing, you know. The universe, divine power, is a thing. Sometimes you have to give in and you have to give up to that power. And it's very very coincidental, I guess. But I think it's the universe how me deciding to talk about being a youth leader and Winnie Mandela being a leader kind of like coincide with each other. Like through my research of Winnie Mandela, I found out a lot and I, I wasn't taking notes like I did with Maya Angelou, rather I was studying this woman because Winnie Mandela was close to me at home. What I wanted to know was why is this person loved? Why do I love this person? Cuz I love her too and that's because of all the stories I've heard about her since I was a kid. And I did my research and I watched this thing called um the real story of Winnie Mandela. I'll link it as well. I learned a lot about her in this because this was like her story and what is it actually about her? Because she's not alive anymore so her journey her story has been concluded already it's been written and as i'm watching this woman like she was the first black social worker in south africa and that's how she met nelson mandela she assisted nelson mandela in so many ways in and out of prison nelson mandela while he was in prison would write letters to her and she was his source of inspiration and Vice versa, when she was going through her trials and tribulation, Mandela was her inspiration. And she speaks about this one time when she was in solitary confinement and how they they interrogated her for seven days and nights without sleep and all of that, and how they couldn't break her. The things that they were doing to her, like the injustices, the oppression, getting banned, not being able to travel, just police coming into her house packing her things away and relocating her to a place that's remote where she can't do anything and she goes into that place and she revolutionizes that place she does community work she's now teaching black people there to be less submissive to the oppressor she's going into places where black people aren't allowed now the white people in that place are complaining to the government saying take this person out because she's making the people revolt you know Everywhere she went And she spoke how When she moved from uh, Soweto to Bramford When she was there She she didn't lose hope She's such a strong person For not being broken Where some men In the same situations that she was in Would have broken But she wasn't And that's why she was loved Of course later on in, in her life There was controversy and all of that with um fraud allegations or whatever but I still feel like that couldn't taint her image. She was still loved. She was still held with high regards until she passed away. And I told this story and I did my research on Wendy Mandela so I can inspire a black girl that's listening to this. That you are strong, you're powerful, you can change a whole nation. Follow your dreams, follow your ideas, don't let people oppress you just because you're female or because you're black or because of whatever the conditions might be don't say yes to oppression if you watch the the resources i'm gonna give her life was an uphill battle ever since she married mandela like it was just like oh, it was mayhem it's so easy to give up you know giving up is so easy cracking giving up information like, when you're being interrogated, it's the easy way out. But she didn't take it. And another thing I, I noticed, this is like a side note. Because I was watching this and I wasn't taking notes, but rather I was observing her. I was trying to get into her mind. I was trying to see what made this woman tick. And what I noticed about this woman was the fact that she was very, very elegant in the way she did things. The way she spoke to people. The way she dressed guys. Winnie Mandela's drip. Mm, 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 mm. Her drip is yo guys her drip like i die for the way she dresses like especially in in the interview in her own words like her outfits even the pictures of her at rallies back in the day she looked so elegant so nice it's like there's this one quote i think it's from joe Biden, and it said uh how can someone go through so much ugly and not become it and that's what i was wondering about her like she went through so much ugliness, but she was still so beautiful. Her black and white pictures, like, whoa. Like, this woman, guys, this woman, Winnie madikizela Mandela. Oh, I totally understand why she was loved. I totally understand why she's considered to be the mother of this nation. And she really inspired me as well to dare to do bigger things. She inspired me to be more open, to be more vocal about things. Because she was open she was vocal she didn't say yes to oppression she said no she revolted everywhere she went and with that i'm gonna conclude this podcast i really thank you guys for listening to me we're still gonna be in women's month next week so i'm gonna have another phenomenal woman for you guys to draw inspiration from my name is billy find me on all social media platforms at renowned billy that's at R E N O W N P I L L Y. Billy, renowned Billy everywhere. I love you guys. Thank you. I really, 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 really enjoyed doing this. It's enlightening me. I really appreciate you. I love you. Bye. For more, visit www.nicheradio.co.za.